Welcome to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. We don't want to wait edition. My name is Robin, and I'm a hell kitten. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Stephanie, and I'm following my bliss by podcasting about CW series. (laughs) I'm Frank, and this is my first podcast, and getting abducted was my favorite part of initiation. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Make sure not to drop the baton while you're you're podcasting with us, okay? (laughs) Of course. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Right now, we're in the middle of a podcast crossover between the iZombie podcast and We Don't Want to Wait, a teen drama binge cast. While we wait for iZombie to come back, we are binging through Ali Machaka's cheerleading drama, Hellcats, which is available online at the CW Seed. Before we continue with our binge watch, of course, we uh, need to acknowledge the uh, the Ali fan in the room, the huge Ali fan. <laughs> we are all Ali fans, but I've never met a huge Ali fan. Uh, then Frank, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so, uh, can you tell us like where it all started? Is this where it started for you, or was it even earlier? Like uh, Hunter was telling me, telling us he was a big Ali and EJ uh, music fan. So, yeah, I was way after Ali and EJ. I started seeing the uh, commercials for Hellcats. Yeah. Before it before it aired, and I was like. Who's this blonde girl? She's really cute. And <laughs> was and cute I, the word? Because I remember I was thinking to myself, ah, "Wow, what a hottie!" That <laughs> <laughs> too, I guess. And and yeah, that's that's how I became a fan because of Hellcats. Awesome! Wow. So as soon as I Zombie started, you were like, "I need to be watching that show." Because uh, even though she dyed her hair, I'm still into her. <laughs> well. I actually didn't know about iZombie until like right before the second season. Oh wow! I was yeah, I was reliving Hellcats on um, CWC mm-hmm. uh, like last year around September, and you know I just decided to look at Ali's Wikipedia to see if she's doing anything, and that's how I found iZombie. Nice, and it's uh, yeah. it's great to it's great that now she's going to be a, a regular in season three. So yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, why don't we uh, do a little Eye Zombie news, and uh, then we'll get started talking about uh, our, our favorite cheerleaders. Um, <laughs> so, uh, just a couple of quick things. Uh, it's it was Malcolm Goodwin's birthday, um, yeah. just on the twenty eighth, and happy birthday, Malcolm. He turned thirty four, according to IMDb. Uh, uh, Forty one, according to uh, lots of different uh, news sources. Uh, I don't know who's right, but uh, happy birthday, regardless, Malcolm. I hope it's thirty four. If you're forty one, I feel for you. I really, <laughs> I really feel for you. Uh, also, uh, Raul Coley uh, was featured in a couple of articles. Uh, I've posted them in the group. Uh, one was from Pajiba.com that observes the many facial expressions that Ravi does in season one. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and uh, then there's the other one that was in TV Guide that uh, put him on the list of uh, TV's best beards. Best beards. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, your your uh, your friend Milo is on the list too, Steph. So. Um, Follow uh, Milo, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. Oh. Does he have? A, he has a beard. Doesn't he have a beard in that show? He's got a mustache. Maybe it was observing all sorts of things. Maybe I have it totally wrong. Uh, that is nothing new for this podcast. I don't. I, I, don't, I cringe sometimes listening 
uh, you know, and I, I really hope that I at least get everything right this this week. Uh, not a good start, of course, with this uh, beard thing. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the last thing is, uh, Steph, you still watching No Tomorrow? Yes. Um, is it canceled? No, no. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I will say, uh, for those that don't know, no tomorrow, that's the show that came on when you turned on, uh, I zombie, uh, this fall and you're like, what, what, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, so, uh, that's the show that's occupying the Tuesday night time slot. Uh, but they did apparently, uh, throw a shout out to I zombie in, I think the latest episode. I just saw this on Twitter. I, I don't know if you can verify this stuff. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I remember this. Uh, I guess somebody said, um, "You look paler than the girl from My Zombie." <laughs> <All right. laughs> so yay! Uh, <laughs> all right, um, let's get into this week's episodes. Uh, we have episodes fourteen through sixteen, which uh, remember when God must have my fortune laid away, and Fancy Dan. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't it Dan. shouldn't it be called fancy Dan Patch? Yeah, it really should. Like the full <laughs> name every time. I know I was like Dan. Who's Dan? You mean Dan Patch? <laughs> <laughs> we got to meet Jimmy Patch too. Jimmy Patch. Yeah. Uh, and the whole Patch family. The new Mrs. Patch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So straight off the bat, uh, Frank, uh, I. I you you mentioned in a earlier feedback that Remember When is uh, one of your favorite episodes, which is why I wanted you to come on for this one. Um, do you want to just yeah. kind of like lay out why why this is like your favorite or or one of your favorites? Well, I like how um, they did all the flashbacks to kind of show how yeah. they got to where they are now. I thought that was pretty awesome. There was a couple of songs on there that I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the song by the Veronicas and. Um, I'm not crazy about Marilyn Manson, but that song, uh, the, dope the Dope Show, was pretty. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I have both of those songs on my MP3, <laughs> as well as the uh, the Hellcats theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was big into uh, Marilyn when uh, he first came out, and I thought I was like a goth guy. Um, that <laughs> that was like a, a couple years, and I don't I, something I don't regret leaving behind. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Dope Show is a good song. It was a good song to score. Uh, Jake sneaking around the dorm room trying to uh, uh, yeah fit, find the DVD. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe we should first start talking about before we actually get into the plot of the episode. We should talk about the flashbacks. We've got to find out the origin stories of uh, four of our four of our people. Um, yeah. Alice was the first one, uh, who is. Uh, yeah. Vanessa's very first recruit, and uh, she was in the hospital when Vanessa met her after getting her stomach pumped. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked this story that that Alice was just – that cheerleading saved her. Yeah. That she was just a mess, and that Vanessa – was a good influence on her. That was nice. And it's kind of built on what we learned in the episode with her dad, you know, that she was the the kid that was kind of left out all the time. She was the girl. Yeah. So who cares about the girl? Mm-hmm. Um, and it sets up this whole thing where, you know, we'll talk about the, the actual plot of the episode, but and like Alice is telling Marty that, you know, Hellcats saved me and we're, we're an institution that saves people. We don't, 
we don't let each other down. And it's almost like a guilt thing yeah. for Marty. <laughs> um, yeah. Lewis is uh, laid up after a football injury uh, that he got because he didn't take the money. Another thing that was set up earlier, we got a little fleshed yeah, out. Pay for play. Yeah. Um, and then I like how, you know, he's just like, really a cheerleader? That's, you know, what am I, <laughs> pom-poms out? <laughs> go Lancer, go Lancer. I'm a funky dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so basically the Hellcats end up saving him too. And... Yeah. Um, and we beat Savannah and Charlotte in a weird place where like, they're both about to bleach their hair. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what's going on? Um, yeah. it's interesting because well, they, they had to rebel. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was their little rebellion against her mother. Yeah. And it's funny cause they, I think Ash, uh, uh, Savannah says something about, uh, not being a good blonde or something like that or. I forget. Yeah. And it's like Ashley Tisdale has been a blonde for most of her career. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yeah, she goes under the pseudonym of Ida Lupino, which I had to look up. <laughs> um, a 40s film actress. Uh, uh, I should ask, Steph, Steph, do you have any idea who Ida Lupino is? <laughs> I've already told you. <laughs> uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, she was in uh, some movies with uh, a movie with Bogey, I think. Sahara? No, hi, something. I don't know. She was in On Dangerous Ground with Robert Ryan. It's like a '40s film actress. I guess she was basically well known uh, for being a bleach blonde. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know her uh, from what she did, like uh, like in the '50s. She did an episode of the Twilight Zone called the 16 millimeter shrine where it's like this aging actress. It's kind of like a sunset Boulevard thing where this aging actress wants to live in her movies. And by the end of the episode, spoilers, um, all of a sudden she disappears into one of her films, um, where she can live for the rest of her life, you know, in her all the glory. But, uh, anyway, whatever major sidetrack, but that's ideal. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so she's so so basically, uh, Savannah is in disguise as a blonde, trying out for the Hellcats, and they realize, oh man, this is the captain of the Hell, uh, this is the captain of the Mem Chris. Uh, we we could poach her, and um, and we find out that like the reason why she wants to get out of uh. Uh, Mem Chris is because a theology professor was fired for teaching Plato and it really like broadened her mind. Like it wasn't like an acid trip or anything. She didn't like smoke some reefer and was like, well, I got to get out of this <laughs> Christian thing. I, it's uh, I got to, she just was all about Plato, I guess. So, um, so, and then the other one, Vanessa, I think is kind of shocking. We see her as almost like a stripogram or something. <laughs> yeah. Like a singing telegram. Yeah. But it was humiliating. Mm-hmm. It was like embarrassing. I was almost yeah. thinking that like she was, th- we were seeing her as the cheerleader doing that, uh, you know, the booster thing where. That, that the Hellcats had to do earlier this season where they had to like yeah, deliver the tickets. the tickets. Yeah. But yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like that. But we meet a fellow older Hellcat named Heidi who – did you guys recognize her? I don't know if, if you know no. if you know your Vancouver mm-hmm. actors. 
uh, Rekha Sharma <laughs> played played uh, Heidi. Um, she her biggest role was on BSG uh, as Tori, the uh, advisor to President Rosalind. And I can't say much more than that because that's big spoilers around that character. She's a pretty pretty big character in that. She was on uh, Smallville, The One Hundred, like pretty much all the Vancouver shows, except uh, Zombie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I would have noted that if the issue was. Yeah. I almost think, Steph, we should just, like, drop everything and do just the Vancouver podcast and just, like, <laughs> like just, I don't know, watch all these Vancouver actors in all their different roles. But I guess it would be we, – we could do that show forever. <laughs> well, but, but doing the CW shows, we're pretty much doing that. Yeah, I guess so, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Heidi kind of reminds her she needs to kind of follow her bliss, like you said, Steph. Um, mm-hmm. And what do you love most? Uh, she loves to cheerlead. She so she, she you know some people would think that's kind of a kind of a loser thing to do. It'd be like, where was where were my glory years? Oh, I was a cheerleader in college. I'm gonna go back. <laughs> Let me go do that. <laughs> and then we see her meeting Derek. Oh, Derek. So that's all the flashback. So so we should get into uh, initiation night. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been months and months, and they're just now. I guess they've been busy with going to <laughs> sectionals and yeah, and uh, they're just now getting around to initiation. Yeah, and and I gotta say, Marty, what the heck? You you just got like nearly uh, uh, beaten by thugs, and you're jogging on a dark campus. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Not a great idea. No. <laughs> uh, and I love that she stops and calls Dan, and we don't know really much else about what's going on with the the third episode or whatever. But I made this like funny prediction that like Fancy Dan was gonna be we're gonna find Dan again. He's gonna be in like tails and a monocle and a top hat. <laughs> and the first time we see Dan is when when uh, Marty calls him and he's getting fitted for a tux. I'm like, oh my god, I called it! <laughs> it's like he's a secret billionaire or something. <laughs> At least he finally answered his phone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But unfortunately, you know, Marty's in all this danger and Dan's like, ah, whatever, you, you, I won't let you hurt me again. I'm hanging up. <laughs> it's like, ah, there's more important things going on. We need, she, your, your best friend needs a shoulder and no, nope, he's not letting her in. Terrible best friend. <laughs> uh, speaking of terrible friends, uh, Alice, this is Alice's idea, the initiation, because she wants to remind Marty, you know, what exactly She's uh, destroying by yeah. delivering that DVD. And it's just like every single time it comes, I'm like, I'm not swayed at all. I don't care if it costs like every single student in the college their scholarships. It's a person's life. <laughs> like that's their freedom. Right. You don't just lock somebody away as your whipping boy because just so everybody else can succeed. That's just wrong. Yeah. Uh, so there's a sash that says Hell Kitten, there's a crown, and there's this unity stick, and she and, and they're like, don't drop it. And I thought that was going to pay off at the end of the episode, but I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. What would have happened if she dropped it? I don't know. I was waiting for something <laughs> like that to happen, like something like dramatic to happen in her dropping the unity stick, but I think she ends up like handing it off. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh... 
meanwhile, Jake is uh, sneaking about to the dope show and uh, and conspiring <laughs> with uh, Bill Marsh and Overton. And they need to send a clear message so uh, we get a, a a prison beating for poor poor Travis. Poor Travis. Yeah. He has nothing to do with this, and yet they put him behind bars. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. And uh, so at the final step of this uh, initiation is the suicide drop. I- I'm sorry. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm really not mm-hmm. that into cheerleading. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I don't trust nope. you that much. <laughs> yeah. And they're like teasing like- her, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like how they made her fall like that. Were you? She's too cute for that. Yeah, were you like, no, <laughs> that I don't want any threat to her beauty. <laughs> She can, exactly. she can be disfigured exactly. or <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, I, and it, I really felt for her because she seemed like scared to death. But when she, of when she finally drops, she's like, that was awesome. <laughs> they all, they all <laughs> yeah. party. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a nice, uh, ending to this episode there. You know, Marty goes to Travis's bedside and Savannah's there, so she sees how important this is, and then they all like she decides that everybody needs to know what's going on and she wants everybody to be involved in this decision she's about to make to turn into turn in the DVD. So they all throw their fists in. Alice, of course, throwing it in last. And uh yeah, yeah Hellcats to the end. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I like that episode. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. Yeah. And I liked how it, you know, even though again, I'm like, it whatever you're you guys think that you're risking for you know, your lives are gonna be destroyed, you're you're not in prison. <laughs> you yeah. know? It could be worse. <laughs> uh Yeah, but it gets them to all work together. I like I like the next episode where they all work together. Yeah. And the surprise. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Frank, did you want to mention anything more about that episode? Remember when before we move on to the next? I don't know if you have any uh, more notes. I wrote, yeah, I wrote down a joke about uh, how the, the Veronica song, I wrote, sounds like a Veronica Mars tribute band. <laughs> is this song like called Revolution or something? Yeah, but yeah, their, like their name is the Veronica's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any more jokes? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get to do. God must have my fortune laid away, and we start with shirtless firemen stuff. Um, shirtless firemen playing basketball, and this. And and if that's not hot enough for you, a slow motion shot of a Dalmatian slowly licking this dude's lips as he's grinning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, well, Alice and Savannah are there, and Savannah starts like the the theme of the episode, talking about plan, God's plan, what's planned. Yeah. Um, and Alice has an idea to to throw a little end of the end of the world party, and get to get these firefighters to show up. Um. Meanwhile, Marty is. Oh, okay. They throw a toga party. Yeah. That's right. I remember this now. And then she sets off the fire alarm to get the, uh, to get the firemen to come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are oh, they, that Alice. Me now. <laughs> and 
And Savannah got the idea from praying. Yeah. And she just saw a sheet on her bed and said, Toga Park. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that was that was that was funny. Meanwhile, uh, Marty has shredded the DVD and uploaded it to dun 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 the cloud, which is really yeah yeah the cloud the cloud oh the cloud was brand new back yeah. then. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I I love Julian he's like I like that like I like I appreciate the theatrical gesture you know <laughs> and Morgan's like get a room. So, I can't ask you, Frank, but Steph, do you think that they're uh, hinting at something mildly inappropriate might be on its way for Marty and Julian? Or uh, Hunter was definitely hinting at uh, Morgan being uh, more of a love interest in the future. So, I don't know. Maybe they're just hinting at jealousy. I don't know. I don't know what is going on with the law professor and Morgan. I can't really read Morgan. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So I was uh, I was so mad at Red at, at the beginning of this episode because like oh, he completely yeah. double crosses them. But that it, because that's what we think. We think yeah. he's going to stick with the football team and the well, you know, athletic director. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Bill had him in on that one meeting we saw. For the pay for play for that one kid, so I was mm-hmm. thinking, oh, Red Red isn't willing to uh, put it all on the line for this guy he doesn't know. You know, is going to get this struck down. Um, and uh, Bill promises, like, if she gets rid of this video, that she'll be he'll make a big donation to the Three Strikes program. And Marty goes, mental note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, Travis will get everything he needs except for his freedom. And, uh, I like Marty's just like, you know, football is not too big to fail. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was one of my favorite scenes in the the whole series. Mm. She showed a lot of emotion in that scene. Like she really wanted to, she, you can tell she really wants to free Travis Mm -hmm. and she doesn't care. Like if it ends a football program. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. Yep. Um, we get a short thing with Alice sneering at Darwin's cheerleading scrapbook. <laughs> Poor Darwin. <laughs> and then, like Savannah's, like doing some sort of computer scrapbook on her, on, uh, you know, on her laptop, and she's just like slams it shut and runs to her room to. And then, uh, you know, that's when the whole <laughs> prayer thing happens. It's like, oh boy, yeah. drama. Um. <clears throat> So then we get this other meeting with Bill saying that he wants to uh, make it look like Jake acted alone and he doesn't care or whatever. And uh, uh, it turns out that Red was recording him. Like, yeah. Mm. Because Red loves Vanessa so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. And he even apologizes to Vanessa for kissing her. And, and uh, I had a feeling it was more of a, a sorry, not sorry kind of apology. But yeah. <laughs> so the, the toga party. Uh, <laughs> Lewis like rallies the group with like a microphone, and then suddenly it's he bursts into song, <laughs> and it's another like one of those things where I'm like, it's a musical. This this show is a musical. Like out of nowhere, like every other episode. 
Yeah. And then there's like I looked her up. She's a Filipino Canadian pop singer called Elise Estrada who is playing herself. So basically in Hellcats reality, a Filipino Canadian pop singer named Elise Estrada uh, dropped by the toga party that the Hellcats were throwing and were, was like, yeah, I'm jumping in on this jam, you know? And so it's like we get this classic 2010 mashup, you know? Remember mashups? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wrote in parentheses, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> <laughs> they do, the, the show does like – like to showcase some of these artists and uh, she's still recording albums and performing. Maybe, maybe she's bigger in Canada. Um, the, the band at the, the wedding too, in the next episode is, is like a big Canadian band. So, I don't know. Uh, all right. So, uh, team Travis meets with Jake and gives him the two options, release the video. We're going to release the video to the media, which is going to bring everything down and, Screw your chances of ever having a career, and um, and Jake's like, "Oh, Mr. Marsh is going to protect me, and he'll give me the best lawyer." And Red then pulls out that recording, like that they're going to screw over Jake. So they the, the second option is turn yourself in, and they'll keep quiet about the whole cover up, which means he's going to still have friends when he gets out, and. Um, uh, he does. I, I did feel for Jake a little bit here. I mean, it's selfish, you know. But it, he's like, it was an initiation prank. Like he was convinced basically to do this. To rip, yeah, rip I agree. Off. Yeah. But he he did let um, Travis suffer in prison. So yeah, that's that's still the, again. Yeah, that's the one thing that's <laughs> yeah. a problem. I just I, I almost feel like. He probably just had like Bill Marsh in his ear, like going, "It's gonna be all right. Just let me take care of things. Don't think about it." You know. Yeah. Um. My next note is Travis doesn't think he's worth destroying so many lives over. Shut up, Travis. So there's that. <laughs> Did Marty say that? <laughs> Is that when he was out in the football stadium with Alice? Oh, no. I'm talking about Travis, not Jake. Oh, wait. Who's Travis? <laughs> the, the, the one in prison. The one in prison. Oh, <laughs> Cotton. Cotton Weary. Yeah. The falsely convicted Who's killer. Cotton Weary? He's the falsely convicted killer from Scream. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ben Cotton is the guy who plays... Uh, uh, Travis Guthrie. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm back on track. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, meanwhile, the party is still going on through all this. I'm like, what? what what's going on with this timeline? Um, yeah. And uh, uh, this one, Alice lures the firemen to the party with a false alarm. And because um, uh, Alice says she's not going to go out without a, you know, Dancing with a bunch of girls. She wants some hot guys. Uh, and then we get a cute, optimistic fireman Keith to chat with Savannah. Just let her know that, hey, you know what? Life. It, it, they're, I find it they're, funny. They're here for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I was going to say, I find it funny that a fire truck is driving by as we're talking about firemen. <laughs> there go the hot firemen now. <laughs> but he, you know. Well, I do not like Savannah talking to boys. To boys, really? Because I want, 
Yeah, because I want Savannah and Dan Patch to get back together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, this is going to factor into the next episode because yeah. I had some feelings. Um, but um, I was actually personally really, I was like, this guy's nice and he's, you know, challenging her, you know, but being nice about it, you know? Uh-huh. And then, like, nice, nicely asked him out and asked her out on a date, and you know, um, and uh, reminds her that sometimes mysteries are a good thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, mystery guy, Savannah, go for him. You know, this guy looks like Dean Kane. <laughs> <laughs> but we find out here that she's still in love with Dan Patch. Dan Patch. Dan Patch. She has no. She has no idea where he is. No. <laughs> Um, so Alice, uh, we have this scene in the football stadium of Alice trying to talk Jake into turning himself in and I thought this was a wonderful scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Alice, she starts to, you know, she asks him, do you believe in God? Because (laughs) he's, he's trying to back out of this. He's trying to back out of admitting his, that he was involved and, uh, and you're like, wait a minute. Does Alice really have all these layers? <laughs> is she is she really, you know, is this, is she being for real or is she playing him? Yeah. And I kept going back and forth. <laughs> and then I finally decided I'm like, no, she's just determined to do anything she can do, you know, anything, anything yeah. possible to, you know, to save Cheerley. This character. Yeah, she, oh god, sorry Frank, go ahead. She went from uh, making fun of uh Savannah's belief in God at the beginning of the show to at the middle of the show she's asking um Jake if he believes in God. Yeah. And and then he's he wants her to pray with him. Yeah. And she's like, busted. Yeah, she's like, Yeah, let's uh let's just keep that well let's just pray to ourselves. We don't have to actually say anything out loud. <laughs> at that point I was like, Yeah, this is classic Alice using all her mm-hmm. cards like she was just like you know, heard the heard the whole thing with Savannah and God's plan, and so she. Yeah. I, I love how she like connects the dots in here. She's like, Did, "Could you believe that God actually sent Marty to Cheertown? So that 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 so an innocent man can go free." You know, <laughs> Trace, Trace, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I guess it turns out that he is uh, a Christian, um, and it, it's enough to change his mind, and. Uh, and the other thing is, like, she's uh, convinced him that, you know, that this is not going to – like, he's going to look like the good guy by giving up everything yeah. to save this man on um, – not death row, but <laughs> man in prison. Yeah, because yeah, cause she was like, we're going to frame this like you're, you know, the good guy coming forward to save this guy from mm-hmm. from prison. And they're all there at the press conference. Everybody – you know, Alice is dressed <laughs> to the nines, you know, as like almost like a – like a Jackie O, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like there for a man, and uh, and then he comes out. He's like, "They love me," <laughs> and <laughs> as they're slapping the cups cups on him, and uh, of course because he's you know quarterback, uh, privileged mm-hmm. white guy. Mm-hmm. He's the yeah, he's the star. Of the you know they're they're like, oh man. They're not seeing the fact that he's let this guy rot in prison for months and months. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the whole thing where he's being led into the prison as Travis is being released. <laughs> they just kind of like yeah, look yeah, at yeah. each other 
And then when you <laughs> when you see his prison cell, it's like <sighs> he's got the TV, the microwave, the mini fridge. Oh, because there's a lot of fans in the working in the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, through this, I was I was thinking to myself, I'm like, it, are the, you know, are, we're we're gonna have to like go through the rest of the season seeing Marty and Julian trying to take Bill Marsh down because they can't get him on this. But as as it turns out, they can. They still have the recording, and I liked how. They made him like sign away his pension and to give it to uh, the three strikes fund. <laughs> like, damn, that's uh, I, I, I'd say it's cold, but he totally deserves it. He's a world class. Yeah, asshole. after <laughs> yeah, after that, I wrote in my notes: Marty one corrupt football team uh, program zero. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, I'll say right here: see you later, Aaron Douglas. He's not on the show anymore. Bye. Oh, yeah. It's that time of the t- that time of the season stuff where I start seeing if the actors show up in future episodes. episodes. <laughs> um, and then, and then we get this scene <laughs> where I'm like, man, I thought the toga party <laughs> was crazy with Lewis bursting in the song. We got like everybody singing in Cheertown redemption song. Like, there's like four different oh, guitar players. Just, yeah. Jules. And, oh, yeah. Lewis is playing the bongos. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Travis and Marty are playing guitars, and they're like, it's panning around the room, and all of a sudden there's Julian with a guitar. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, then they show Charlotte with a guitar. I'm like, what is Charlotte doing there? <laughs> Why is she playing guitar? What is happening? I actually don't know what is happening. But. I know. <laughs> Uh, I thought this is so uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's been on the so nose of redemption song, songs of freedom. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yes. Look at all the white people play guitar and sing Bob Marley. Well, Lewis <laughs> bangs on the bongo drums. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> Fancy Dan. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't have a, a ton of notes here because there was lots of singing and dancing. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> um, it does start off with the Hellcats dancing in belly shirts and short shorts, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> and like, it seems like every episode kind of opens up on some sort of uh, musical number. And uh, wait, what are they doing? In what are they doing? The dancing in belly shirts and short shorts. What are they dancing? For? Why are they dancing? I don't know. They're practicing or something. I don't know. It, okay. Like they're all practicing. They're you know getting ready for national nationals. Okay. I'm like, what? What did they win recently, Frank? Was it sectionals? Sectionals. Originals. Yeah, sectionals. I think. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> and so, in walks Stevie Woodside as as the nice guy, Derek. Who all of a sudden announces to Vanessa that he's being deployed for a year. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) This is going to give Vanessa the perfect opportunity to cut her ties with Derek and move on to Red. And I'm supposed to be okay with this. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad this episode doesn't like end with like, I don't know, Vanessa and Red like, you know. 
in a bedroom together or something, you know, like finally we can be together. It actually ends with Vanessa like crying to herself over an empty closet, which I'm like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You didn't deserve him. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, I jumped ahead way too far. I'm sorry, but um, Derek says he's. We have to get married. You'll, you know, if anything happens to me, you'll get my benefits. And you know, I kind of want to lock this down before I go because I know this whole Red Raymond situation is going away. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and oh, um, so then we go to the Rat. Is that where Wanda works? Yeah, yes, right. Wanda works at the Rat. Okay. And we find out that Travis is not only working for her, but she's her. He's her new roommate. Mm. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't come across as like a love interest thing anymore. I thought there's something happening mm-hmm. here. Maybe it'll happen in the future. But she certainly frames it. She's like, "Listen, I'm doing you a favor, Marty. So you need to do me one and sing at the wedding that somebody, some the patches for some reason got suckered into letting me plan their wedding reception. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to play. And uh, and yeah, we meet we meet Mr. Patch, um, and he's convinced by Wanda that. Marty's only problem is stage fright. Actually, he's not convinced. We find out later that he was like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we have this whole meeting between Savannah and Marty. Like, do we have, you know, do we have romantic feelings for Dan? What's going to happen here? Cause Dan's Dan's back in the picture. We have to, we want to stay friends. What are our feelings like? And, uh, Savannah, <laughs> Savannah's like, I still do. And Marty's like, I'm not sure. And Savannah's like, well, let's test this. Let's start an emotional exploratory where we both go to this <laughs> wedding and figure out how we feel around Dan. And Marty's like, please don't make this a competition. <sighs> it's totally a competition. <laughs> and so Savannah gets a job working for <laughs> Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> yeah. I also uh, dig how in this episode they kind of remind us that Wanda isn't a huge fan of Savannah and vice versa. Because <laughs> yeah. Savannah, I don't know, she's she and her. Like, there was that whole situation where Marty won't change out of the outfit that she's in and put on a more like like a tuxedo like Savannah's wearing to perform in. So Savannah just darts out and puts and has this dress all ready to go. <laughs> Not a competition. Uh, so, um, let's see. Uh, what else? Marty. Marty plays. Let's spend the night together. Uh, <laughs> Her hair's really cute. She's got one side pulled back. Yeah. And I liked her cover of this. Um, uh-huh, I did too. Yeah. And yeah, this is a Canadian pop punk band, Faber Drive, who are playing this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then don't they sing Wild Horses? Oh, yes. Horses. Bring yeah. it back to Buffy. Come on. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a weird scene. <laughs> what was a weird scene? Wild Horses scene. Like, I think Wild Horses played in Buffy when, like, was it at the prom? And Buffy was dancing yes. with Angel, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm crying. 
This one, <laughs> this time it's uh, Marty playing it while Dan and Savannah are dancing and then slowly making out with each other. And then they sort of look at her appreciatively. <laughs> yeah, she gives them her okay. She's like, you have my blessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like they're both like gazing affectionately at Marty. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like we're back together. We're back together, and you're the best. Thanks for doing this. But but between then those two times, there's the there's Dan patches with a girl. Yeah, yeah. Heidi, who he met while he's uh, is, Heidi. No, what's going on? There was Becky. a uh, oil spill. <laughs> I don't know. She kept talking about like saving ducks or something. Yeah, Shorebirds. I wonder if this was the uh, horizon, deep horizon. The what is it? Deep Water Horizon. Deep Water Horizon. In the Gulf of Mexico. Maybe. Yeah, that that did happen around that time. Mm. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, the first time that she talks about her shorebirds thing, like Savannah and Marty are like, uh, "Yeah, awesome, <laughs> you know, good for you." And but it, it comes off as more like they're kind of being jerks about it because they're so in love with Dan, um, or they uh-huh. just don't want Dan to be with this this girl. But then when Savannah does a total Alice move and bribes this other dude to talk to Vicky, like when she starts going into her thing, it's like, yeah, that that probably would get annoying after a while. And I love the guy gets so bored. He's like, oh, my God, I was bribed. I got to go. Oh, in the meantime, Travis is uh, um, giving Alice free pie uh, for helping uh, put Jake away. And she's gone back on her promise to visit Jake because uh, Jake doesn't deserve visitors. And Travis says, well, I'm not going to visit him, but it is a bad place and you probably should go visit him. And, um, and she actually admits to, um, Jake that she totally BS'd him in that (laughs) wonderful scene you were talking about stuff and, uh, made him confess to save the Hellcats. I mean, I can see why she would be just... Intimidated and scared to go visit prison. Like I wouldn't want to go visit prison. Yeah, I almost think like and and she would also be embarrassed that she yeah uh, hoodwinked him. Yeah, I think it was more like that, you know. And he reminds her that she didn't do anything wrong. He was the person that did something wrong. And uh, it's at this point where I say, "See you later, Ryan Kennedy, rotten jail." What? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah. He's still in I had a feeling. Yeah. yeah, I had a feeling that that was all. He'll be back in season two. <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also the resolution of the Vanessa and uh, Derek thing is, uh, you know, Derek has that marriage license in front of her. And he's like, I, I just want to know, like, do you want to change your name? Do you want to you want to keep the Lodge family name going? <laughs> Um, and that's when she hesitates and totally admits that she's still not over red. 
And he's like, okay, love you. And uh, my congratulations to Red and good luck to you too. <laughs> exit, exit stage left and goodbye, D.B. Woodside. Oh my God. What? No. <laughs> no. He'll be back on Lucifer in a few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, Derek ends up like, like... Why are they dropping all these actors? Like, what are they getting ready for? It's like, are they saving money for a big finale? <laughs> they could be sending, saving money, period, because maybe they're not getting as much money yeah. in this part of the season as they were before. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's kind of a spoiler to say that he's not coming back, but uh, I don't know. I just... I don't... Mean you really appreciate this actor, and it's it is. Yeah, I feel bad that he's not coming back. <laughs> so I like him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like him better with Vanessa than Red. Red's yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't like Red. I mean, which Red kind of redeemed himself yeah. this week with uh, helping the Hellcats, but still, that's not good enough. <sighs> well, um, I'm sure I'm going to call it. The rest of the season is going to be. Vanessa feeling guilt about Derek and resisting Red Mm -hmm. and then is suddenly going to fall into a passion and embrace with him. And, uh, yeah, well, that, I think that'll wait for the season finale. I'm I'm just going to call it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Oh, I know also the, this, uh, version that Marty sings of of wild horses. I I wrote in my notes, this is very whispery. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the way she's singing. That's uh, all my notes. I don't know if you guys have anything else. No. But I thought that this episode was really good towards the end. There was a lot of stuff going on at the end that was really interesting. Yeah. The whole competition, not competition Mm -hmm. with Ali. I mean, uh, with Marty and (laughs) Savannah. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was a really interesting episode. Yeah, it seemed to kind of wrap things up. Yeah. The whole, uh, you know, Jake thing is wrapped up. The Vanessa. Vanessa and, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the triangle, is it is it wrapped up, you think, Steph? Do you think it's just going to be Savannah and Dan Patch from here on out? Or is that passion that, like she, that he had with Marty going to be reignited? I, I just don't understand why Marty's so wishy-washy about Dan Patch. Yeah. Uh yeah I know exactly I it almost felt like in the, it was kind of convenient that she's like that maybe I don't mm-hmm. know I would think if anything she might be upset with him for you know because she just went through like a pretty huge thing um and you know some scary moments and she she called out for a friend and her friend didn't respond and you know mm-hmm. I would almost believe it more if she was just like. You can have them, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then maybe come to terms with it later. I don't know. Maybe she hasn't come to terms with it yet. She's just being nice. Or if she just would say, you know, Savannah, uh, I, I give him up to you. You know, I'm denying my feelings for him <laughs> instead of, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I, you're putting me on the spot. I can't say that I'm <laughs> that I'm, you know, into this. She's just wishy-washy. Steph, I just read what the next episode title is. <laughs> as as we're talking about this, the episode title is called "Don't Make Promises You Can't Keep." <laughs> mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think that's all we have this week. It was a we 
oh, wow, under an hour. We really raced through. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, any any final words about this? Oh, I guess we already did that, didn't we? Um, all right. Yeah. Well, um, the next episodes are episodes 17 through 19. We have two more weeks left, no matter what last week Robin said. Uh, we have two more weeks left. Um, and, uh, the episode's title, episode titles are Don't Make Promises You Can't Keep, Woke Up Dead, hmm. Zombies, and <laughs> <laughs> Before I Was Caught. Hmm. I can't, I just wonder what storyline they're going to start. Yeah. You know, because it, it just feels like they've wrapped it all up. Like, did, were they given... 16 episodes and then their season was was extended, extended to 22. I don't know. I think they were picked up for 22 right at the beginning cuz you know it was uh you know the star of one of their biggest shows executive producing this thing. So, you know, going into the final season of his show and maybe they were looking for something to maybe take its place or I don't know. They wanted to stay in Tom Welling business. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I wish there was more press on this. If anybody has uh, press, uh, maybe using the Wayback Machine of uh, anybody writing about Hellcats, maybe that's par for the course because the ratings were so low, nobody was writing about it. Um, but uh, feel free to share it in our Facebook groups, either one of them. Um, okay, so uh, thanks a lot, Frank, for coming by. Oh, you're welcome. Thank, thank you for having me. Uh, did, Thanks, Frank. Did, how, did, how did you like your first podcast? It was pretty good. You ready to start your own now? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll have to have you back on sometime for some iZombie or uh, or or popular, <laughs> which we're doing on the other podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, folks. Wait, what? what? What's popular? Oh, we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. It's a show. <laughs> we can't wait to find out. It's a show that I thought was on Fox last week, but it's actually was on the the WB. So, oh, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to buy DVDs for it. It's gonna be this whole thing. But uh, we're just kind of padding out that time until iZombie gets back. Uh, iZombie folks, people, uh, we're we're gonna be doing. We're not doing popular on this feed. We're going to be doing that on the We Don't Want to Wait feed. Uh, on this feed, we're going to be doing our rewatch of iZombie. And uh, um, that'll pad us right out to the April 4th premiere. Okay. Uh, that's all I have. Uh, Steph, anything else? That is all. This is my favorite part of the podcast where I try to figure out how to say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Just say goodbye. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.